Okay, so welcome back, guys, for episode 17. Hello. This is Diana. This is Chantel. How's everyone's week? Great to hear. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love when you always say that. It always makes me laugh because it's like crickets, crickets, crickets. Totally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, great. Sweet. Yeah. How's your week? A blur. Yeah. It's been a blur. Just Seems like, to be the reoccurring yeah. feeling every week. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was literally just going to say, is that's pretty much what it's been. That's yeah. that's the norm right now. It's just, oh man, chaotic, busy. Yeah. So busy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I uh, have had crazy long days. Again, self, I do it to myself, but whatever. And again, tomorrow I'm going to have a crazy ass long day. But yeah, other than that, it was work and... Uh, blur <laughs> right as well <laughs> as soon as it's pretty much like wednesday night thursday morning i'm like where did like where did this week go yeah what what happened on monday yeah <laughs> it's just it's going by so fast yep yeah i can't believe it's the end of september i know i know in a few weeks cecily turns seven i know Ah, uh, we need to plan her birthday party yeah fuck <laughs> i keep i literally keep forgetting and i feel like a horrible mother no I, just, I keep forgetting you're busy i'm so busy i'm so goddamn busy yeah she won't give a shit as long as you know people are celebrating her day she won't care that it was last minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah right totally yep she wants a pikachu themed birthday party oh okay interesting so there's that yeah I don't know how we're going to pull that off because it's not like there's Pikachu birthday stuff readily available. No. You... Like plates and stuff. No. Just look <laughs> shit up and then print it off. It doesn't I... have to be plates. Just buy yellow plates. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I actually thought I was like buy like yellow cups and stuff and take yeah. Sharpies and like outline Pikachu. There you go. <laughs> that works. Or print, you know, or you could print some off and glue tape them to the cup. Who yep. cares? Totally. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, Pikachu themed birthday party. I still need to look on Pinterest because I'm sure there's something on Pinterest. There has to be. Yeah. Everything's on Pinterest. Totally. If you wanted a broccoli themed birthday party, <laughs> it would be on Pinterest. You're, I think you're probably right. <laughs> no, I guarantee. That sounds accurate. <laughs> Let me see now. I have to know. <laughs> Hang on. I'm holding. Come on, Pinterest, don't disappoint yeah, me. It's the first search. No way. When I typed in broccoli themed, the first thing that comes up is broccoli themed birthday. Oh my. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh, it's just not, it's not as exciting as I thought it'd be. It's just like various plates of broccoli. <laughs> Well, that sounds like about right. I wasn't expecting much. I mean, you can have like heads of broccoli and then put googly eyes on them all over the table, you know? I mean, look at, you're you're not far off. Look at what someone did with a plate. Well, there you go. Right? Like, <laughs> that's Oscar the Grouch. At least that's what it reminds me of. I think that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. That's actually really clever. That's so cute. anyways, there you have it, people. There is broccoli themed birthday parties. <laughs> wow. I know. That's, uh, that sounds so boring. It does. Like, wow. I wonder what the inspiration is behind that. No idea. Right? But, like, <laughs> I have questions. That reminds me of, there's this picture floating around of these three, like, triplets, these little girls, and they all wanted a different birthday cake. Oh, I think I see yeah, that. Yeah, one was, like, a princess, the other one was, I can't remember, and then the third one was a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, yes, like, so I remember ex- that. And the little girl's just, like, like, so like oh, my God, I got a pickle cake. Like, <laughs> She is just, and it's so cute because the other two are like, you know, princess and whatever. And she wanted a fucking pickle as a birthday cake. (laughs) You know, when you you just, you just need a pickle birthday cake sometimes. Yeah. So there you go. And I'm sure her parents had to look up shit and be like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure uh, there's no bakeries and shit out there that have, you know, pickled birthday cakes readily available. No, probably but, not. No, probably not. No, but yeah. I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the look of happiness on this little girl's yeah. face was like so genuine and awesome. Yeah, it was really funny. I remember seeing that too. So cute. She was beside herself with joy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was great. Mm-hmm. 
So one thing I wanted to kind of bring up is, <laughs> what was the last week, two weeks ago? Last week, I think. I was looking for band-aids in the house and I couldn't find any. And I looked where I thought was everywhere, right? So then I go down to shoppers to pick some stuff up and I pick up a box of band-aids. And then I come home and I have to give myself my vitamin B12 shot. So I go looking for the syringes and instead I find a brand new box of band-aids and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> then I go look in the second spot where I thought these syringes were and I find another box of band-aids <laughs> and i'm messaging chantelle i messaged her about the first box and i was like for fuck's sakes then i messaged her again and i was like oh my god another one <laughs> then i go searching for my alcohol and i find a third box of band-aids <laughs> now i'm mad because i'm like crap do i like waste my time and return the box i just bought <laughs> because <laughs> I have like three boxes now and then yesterday so like a week later ish I'm looking for something and I'm like you'll never fucking guess I just found a fourth box of band-aids <laughs> it's not like I hoard them I mean at least I didn't think I did not intentionally but, not anyways. intentionally but yeah not I was just like are you fucking kidding me like I looked for like a half an hour for band-aids and I couldn't find any and then I'm looking for something else and I find four boxes and I'm actually curious to see if there are any other hidden ones in my house that I don't know about. Yesterday. That's what I just said. Oh, I thought that the I thought... The fourth box, yeah. Oh, I thought yesterday was the fifth box you found. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, you know, maybe it was even the fourth. I think it was the fourth. Was it the fourth? Okay. I think so. Okay. I, don't know. I thought it was the fifth, but I, I could be wrong. You could be right. <laughs> I could be right. I feel like it's a 50-50 chance. I think, yeah. Well, it is. You, you might be right because I just kind of went, all right, whatever. I'm just going to find band-aid boxes <laughs> everywhere in my house now. But the good thing is, I know where they all are now. I mean, the ones I found. And uh, I won't need band-aids for a while. So that was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. So funny. I just, I couldn't believe it yesterday. I was like, oh my god, no way. Yeah, right? No way. Exactly. Yeah, so band-aids. Band-aids. Found lots of them. But I'm good for, for a while on band-aids. I would say so. I think so. A couple years anyways. <laughs> a couple years. Ugh. I'm actually going to want to know when you're finally done with all of these boxes of band-aids. I want to know how many <laughs> okay. years it takes till you're like, you know what? They're done. Like I haven't bought any band-aids. Remember that time four years ago or whatever? And I'll be like, oh yeah. We'll be on like, episode 300 yep. or something and That's I'll just right. be finishing my band-aids. <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> right? Oh, so stupid. It's oh, so well. funny. It's pretty funny. I was annoyed at first when I first started finding them, but then it was just funny. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah, after a few boxes, you just have to laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's that. Then uh, yesterday was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. We went to Tech Nine. It was incredible. It was amazeballs. Incredible is... That's an a, such an understatement. Like, oh, yeah. there's just... There's not even words to describe it. You just, like, you kind of reflect back on the night and just, like... Memories of everything, like just flashbacks of what happened. And it's yeah. like, there are no words. Yeah. There are no fucking words. Yeah. I was slightly, I'll be honest, disappointed when I found out the venue, just because it's small compared to where they were last yeah. time. But the way they set it up was perfect. So yeah. the actual like brewery, brewery part is not very big. Like they have these massive, beautiful tables in there. And it's just like communal seating, which I think is kind of cool. And a teeny weeny little... Uh, what do you call those things? Stage. <laughs> you know, those things. Then they have an outside area. But then that was it. And I was like, how are they going to how are they going to make this work? But they blocked off their parking lot as well, which isn't very big, but it, like it, it tripled the size of the venue. Yeah. And luckily, no rain or anything. It was like perfect. Mm -hmm. So I, I was slightly disappointed when I first heard only because I knew the venue. But then I was pleasantly surprised at how they set it up. The staff was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the venue was amazing. The booze was reasonably priced. It was very reasonable. Like, I was shocked. Yeah, very, yeah. very reasonable. Yeah, it was it was great. And uh, and then Tech was... And the other, uh, other artists were just... <sighs> <laughs> I know where your mind's going. Dreamy. <laughs> dreamy. Yeah. Aside from being dreamy, all three of them. Oh, my God, they were amazing. They were amazing. Like, holy they, shit. All three of them fucking owned that stage. Uh-huh. They owned that stage... 
And uh, like I said to you earlier, mm -hmm. the way that tech specifically can orchestrate his mm -hmm. audience mm -hmm. and everything and the reaction he gets from us fans. Yeah. And like all of us going like, oh, oh, yeah. Ooh. All of us and getting louder and louder. And like you could just see it on tech's face too that he was just like, wow, guys, fucking chills. Yeah. It was just amazing. The entire night was fucking epic. And then it's at one point, like at the end, he goes, yeah, and I'm 50 or something like yeah, that. And I was like, yeah. damn straight yeah. you are, and you're fucking rocking it. Like, he is just a brilliant artist. Incredible. Like, holy shit. And it I, was just... Uh, he's sorry. Just, no, I was just going to say, he's just amazing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. He is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe that he's in his 50s. I know. It's amazing. It's incredible. And I forget that he, that he is in his 50s. I always just looked at tech to be like in his 30s and then his 40s and then he just kind of stopped aging after that <laughs> like when he said that to you i was like what yeah right tech's yeah. in his 50s now and it's like fuck yeah like, it's weird snoop's in his 50s too fuck it's yeah it's it's kind of weird but it's like he weird. still he keeps up and he's oh just amazing he is so talented the night just went by so fucking fast too fast like it was all of a sudden we were like what? I know. It's over? Like, what the fuck? What do yeah. you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it was, it was like weird how fast the night was over, but it was just, the whole thing was like hype, like the whole time. Yeah. You were just, I don't know, in on cloud nine kind of. Oh yeah. It yeah. was such a high. Yeah. It was like, you didn't even need to be on drugs at that yeah. concert. It, the high you get from the adrenaline and everyone's energy. And like, it was impossible to be having a bad night there mm -hmm. unless you had like a migraine or something or yeah. like a family emergency came up. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's no way you're having a bad time because no. it was incredible. Everybody was just like, yeah, it was. Yeah. And overall, the crowd wow. was great, except for the one or two creeps. Oh, I had these ugh, these two young guys that were eyeballing me and Chantal. And then Chantal went to line up to grab us some more beer. And they just kept getting closer and closer to me. And I kept moving over. And then the, on my right side, so they were on my left and on my right side, there's these two really tall like, they look like they were 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, they did look like they were like they 12. They look like they were 12, but they, they were tall. So I'm, like, sandwiched between these four guys now. And and then he started touching me with his arm. Like, I'm getting... And I, like... And it was like, dude, fuck off. And he kept looking over at me. So, I mean, there were there were a few creeps. Mm -hmm. And then that other dumbass. Oh, my God. That guy in the, in the blue shirt, dude. Holy fuck. I was so done with him. Yeah. We had to move eventually. Yeah. Finally, yeah. I turned to Diane and I grabbed her. I was like, we're going because yeah. otherwise I was going to like lose my shit on him. And I had already yelled at him and told him that he needs to move forward and get away from me. Yeah. And he still wouldn't. Yeah, I know. And like, I got his attention. Like I was talking to him and I was like, you need to get away from me and move forward. No, I because, saw. Yeah. Because we're all dancing and moving and shit, yeah. right? And jumping around and shit. I swear, I swear that the more I bumped into him with, with my boobs and everything mm -hmm. he would not stop scooching closer yeah. to me to the point when i was like what the fuck because i was like yeah. right behind him and he was like six foot four. Oh yeah he, was, he was tall and i was just like and he gave me the worst vibes diana i know i was very uncomfortable he made around my him skin crawl yeah and he wouldn't stop looking at us no and constantly it, looking at us yeah it was and even when oh. we moved to the other end of the stage yeah. he was watching i us. know i know and i was like dude yeah like, you need to fucking stop. We write a murder podcast, and exactly. you're the kind of guy that we warn everyone yeah, about. Literally. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Literally. And then when we when the concert was done, yeah. and we were on the other side of the fence, remember, he ended up, oh, we ended up meeting, and we, all, we were both like, holy fuck. Well, because we were walking down the street, and then we were yeah. like, okay, there's no lights at the end there, and right. we went, we're turning around. Yeah, we're not fucking was, going down that yeah. dark street with him yeah. <laughs> in the vicinity. Mm -mm. So we went, and we basically just waited in front of Tech's bus, yep. where there was guards and everything, until our cab got there yeah because we were like uh-uh mm -hmm. but yeah and then those two guys same thing like they yep. just kept getting closer when i was texting you he leaned over to look at my phone and i just looked at him yeah like, i remember you telling Dude? me yeah and you're like what the fuck i was like yeah and i moved my phone over like um hello but it just pissed me off that they started touching me after and then i was sandwiched between them and i literally had to open my arms up like this and i apologized to the young kid because it wasn't his fault and i just went like that like 
Yeah, give Fuck. me some fucking give space. Give me some space. I do totally. not want both of you rubbing up against me on either exactly. side. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, the young kid was so cute. Like, I, I bumped into him because of the, the other guys. And he just kind of looked down and blushed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. he was so sweet. But those other two fucking jerks. Anyway. And then that creep in the blue shirt. Ugh. He but, was awful. He made my skin crawl. Like, yeah. he made me feel so uncomfortable. I wouldn't and, like, be surprised. like, I didn't want you near him. No. no. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if we read in the news that he murdered someone I would night. be surprised either. Fuck. Not at all. And, like, I was worried about any other girls going yeah. near him and yeah. stuff. Like, one girl who was coming back in, she was going right past him. And I went like this and put my arm across him. Yeah. And let her go by. I saw. Because I didn't want her to go anywhere fucking near him. Yeah, I saw that. I thought he was going to grab me at some point. I was literally, and I was watching him and I was just waiting for him to put his hand back and like try and grab me somewhere I security, thought for sure security is watching him the the one guy that was on the right side like where we were he, yeah. was, they, he was watching him because he, he kept going up to security and trying to get him to let him like go up to the stage and he he was like I don't know you yeah, let like, that's not my, my job. Yeah, let me do my job. Like, fuck off, right? Yeah. And he, the security guard looked at me a few times, and, and even with those other two guys, and, because, like, you know, I was just doing this, and he was, wa like, and he, he was watching. Yeah. Like, he was watching the, those three guys in particular. But, yeah, other than that, other than the, those fucking assholes, the crowd was awesome. Oh, yeah, the crowd was amazing, except for them. Other yeah. than that, they were great. Yeah. The other guys were great. Yeah. I don't think one fight broke out. No, not at all. No, <laughs> everybody was getting along. Everybody was looking out for each other. People were just happy to people, be there. Yeah, people were just fucking happy to be there. Yeah. And be having a time, you know, like, together as, you know, like, citizens and stuff. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It's so great. I love seeing Kelowna come together for stuff. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. I love it. I love to see how the bar scene is starting to change. Yeah. And it's better than it used to be even when I was in my young 20s. Holy fuck. It was even, like, super rowdy back then. Yeah. But it seems like it's getting better. It is. And I have been to... Uh red bird brewing before <laughs> and is that what it's called diana <laughs> at one point last night i may have had a few drinks in me and i couldn't remember the name and i was like big bird brewing <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> it was so funny and i was like i don't know big bird brewing and Chantal just lost her shit. And and then I looked around and everything's red. And I was like, oh, red bird brewing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, so funny. I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. So I may, I may always call it that. But anyways, aside from that, I've been to that venue before. And it's such a, a neat vibe. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, I told you, like, they have, the, or you saw, those really long tables. And it's kind of communal, right? So yeah. it's not like, you know, small tables where you, you see two, four people. No, you're, like, on these long tables. Yeah, get to know each other. Right? And you did. You got, to, like, yeah. uh, on my right side, I had a, a guy and his wife there. They were celebrating <laughs> not having to be at home with the kids. And it was their anniversary in Kelowna or something like that. That's something to celebrate. Yeah. And Speaking as a parent. Yep. And they were they were super cool. Then to our left, there were a bunch of guys playing cards. And then they just started handing me cards so I could play with them and the other people I was there with. And I was like, okay. That's <laughs> like, sweet. Everyone was, yeah, it's such a, it's a cool vibe there. Yeah. Like, it's a very cool vibe. And yeah, I'm happy that last night was kind of the same. It was just a good vibe. Yeah. Minus those three Ugh, weirdos. Yeah potential murderers and that one chick who kept photo bombing and stuff oh she yeah oh, I, I didn't man. want i didn't want to bring her up because oh sorry I'm annoyed no it's fine she was annoyed she was so drunk yeah she was just like being so obnoxious and i got a picture with one of the artists and then she just kept shoving herself in the yeah. photo and i will post it so you guys could see how dumb she looks she looks so drunk and dumb yeah and, and like, I was pissed off and I I went like this to her at some point. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, enough. Like, like she this had is my best friend and him. Like, fuck off. And she would not get out of the picture. No, and she took so many. Yeah. Like, the guy she was there with kept, like, snapping photos, like, so many photos of her with him. And yeah. then when it was, like, when I was taking photos, like, she just kept shoving herself in the yeah. photo. I was going to prop her out, but when I saw the look on her face, I'm like, I got to show the world <laughs> how fucking dumb she looks. Yep. Consequences of your actions. Totally. So yeah, I got to take a photo with King Iso, and he is fucking hot and fucking brilliant. Holy shit, when he was on the stage. Wow. Anyway. Please, Diana, tell me how you really feel. Tell us all how you really feel. I told you a lot yesterday. <laughs> how I really felt. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, she did. And she did not hold back. Oh, my. And, yeah, when he took his shirt off, it was like, oh, I'm outside, but I feel like I'm like in a sauna right now. <laughs> Beautiful. And he, again, just brilliant. Like, his, oh, he's just an amazing artist. But at one point, Tech's on stage, and I'm standing beside Chantal, and then someone taps me on my left shoulder, and... There's like a, a wall behind us, like a half wall with plants. So I'm like, who the fuck's behind me, right? So I look up and it's King Iso. Yeah, I tapped you on your shoulder and I was like, look. Yeah, well, because I was going yeah. to look as well. And I was just like, no way. This, How did you know? Is this really happening? And then, yeah, I got to take some photos with him. He was he was pretty cool about it. And so Just super cool, yeah. He was really cool. So King Iso, if you ever hear this, mm-hmm. Diana was the gorgeous tall Portuguese lady that you took pictures that I took pictures of you got you with and with that annoying drunk chick that was hanging off the side of you who yep. I wanted to like push out of the way I'm gonna I'm gonna post that photo and I'm gonna tag all of them and I hope she sees it I hope she does I hope she does and she should learn to stop fucking doing that because it's not funny no it was it was dumb but anyways yeah she again I was like whatever she was the only I, with stuff like that, venues like that, and when the crowd gets tight, I always expect some kind of riot or fight or something. Oh, something. But we were pleasantly surprised nothing like yeah. that happened, except for the annoying, you know, few people, well, her in particular, because there wasn't really a lot of, like, drunk people stumbling no, around at no. all. It like, was it was pretty, pretty t- con- like, or uh, tame yeah. in that regard. Yeah, it, it, there was none of that. Which mm-hmm. was weird, and but it was just it was her because she even when she was dancing she kept falling into people, <laughs> you know she she fell into me and then her boyfriend just looked at me and went sorry and I'm like it's fine whatever, um, but yeah aside from her there I didn't really notice anyone else drunk like that, uh, and then yeah the the creepers that they weren't drunk they were just creeps yeah so anyway, but yeah aside from those four people, <laughs> yeah everyone was super fucking cool. Yeah, super cool. Super fun. Super cool. And King Iso seems so great. Oh, yeah. Very friendly. So very, friendly. Very, very friendly. Very approachable. Yeah. Seemed like a really nice guy. And Banana's talented. Like him, oh, yeah. Robbie G, unbelievably talented. Yep. I don't know if King Iso is local, but uh, Robbie G is. No, so King Iso, cool. I believe, is under uh, Strange Music's label. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. If I'm wrong, sorry. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he is not from here and no. that he is uh, under or used to be at least under uh, strange music i'm pretty sure he's still with strange music so yeah so i believe he's american i'm definitely going to start downloading his music and robbie g's it yeah incredible yeah diana was talking about him again today <laughs> and uh, talking about his abs and everything and i made a really funny corpse pun that i didn't even mean to <laughs> and then when i said it i was like that was fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was like, Diana, he is more than just a torso. <laughs> and then I laughed. Yeah. And when I brought it to Diana's attention, we laughed. Yeah, because you said it, and then I was like, uh huh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you say, uh, yeah, and it was it was pretty pretty funny. Pretty it was fitting. funny. And then I looked up photos of him from before, and he used to have long hair. Oh. I can only imagine. All I gotta say. That's something that I very much so like on a man. Mm-hmm. Long hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he was pretty hot. <laughs> and it fucking helped that he was talented, too, obviously. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that always... And nice and everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he was he was, he was was pretty awesome. Did not get to meet Robbie G. I mean, he... I don't think he came out. But, yeah, King Iso did. And he basically stood there. Yeah. Hollering and singing with us while Tech yeah. was performing. <laughs> yeah, he was there for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he hung out. He, yeah, and he was just enjoying Tech on stage. Yeah. Like the rest of us. And you know, it's funny. We should talk about even like, re- like reflect back a bit on the first time we went to Tech mm-hmm. and how then we met Chris. Yep. Who is also Calico. under Strange Music. Yep. And performed with Tech. Yeah. And uh, Tech's bodyguard at the time. I don't know if he still is, but his name is Bird. Okay. And we met Big both Bird? of them. No. <laughs> Big Bird Brewing. (laughs) Anyways, um, we met them and not only did we meet them, but they walked us back to my truck. Right? Yeah. That was just like, Escorted us back to my truck. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the night. Yeah, at the end of the night. (laughs) So both times we go to, and we closed it down that night too, like we did last night. We closed it down. Like they, this bouncer had to come up to us and be like, five minutes. Five minutes. And we were like, like, all right. All right. (laughs) Let's go pee quick and let's go. 
Yeah. I think we were one of the last few that actually, like, left. Yeah. Yeah, so we get, you know, last time we get escorted to our vehicle from uh, text people, and then last night we meet King Iso. Yeah. And hang out with him for a little bit. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Maybe eventually we'll meet Tech. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Fuck, man, I hope. God, I hope so. I'm just happy to oh, keep going to see him every right? time he's in town. Let's go. I know. Every single time. Tradition. Let's yeah. make it a tradition. Nothing can come between no. going to see Tech ever. No. No. No, it's oh. going to be our new tradition. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so bummed out that it's over. I know. I'm so mad that it's over. Yeah, because we were wait like we were waiting for it and so excited. And now it's yeah. like, it's, it's done. done. <laughs> what? I know. This is not fair. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you mean it's over? <laughs> I refuse to accept that. <laughs> I do refuse. Do something about it. <laughs> Fix this. <laughs> yeah, so what a time. Mm-hmm. The whole day we've been kind of reminiscing on it. Yeah, Just... literally. And mourning the fact that it's over. <laughs> literally in mourning. Every time I think about it, the fact that the tech concert's done, oh, my heart. It can't be. And now it's over. I know. Now it's done. <laughs> now what do we oh. have to live for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Neither Lord. do I. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, mm. I do have a family, so there's that. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, family. <laughs> I wonder when he's going to be back. I don't know. I contemplated getting one of his shirts. I know, I actually I thought about it. meant to go back and look because yeah. I wasn't really looking. I meant to go back and then I just completely forgot. Me too, I forgot too. And then this morning I was like, fuck! Yeah. I wonder if we could get them online somehow. Well, okay, this was funny. While we were waiting in line, because um, the venue opened at 7, so we got there around... 6.50. 50. 6.50-ish. I don't know, we left, what time did we leave Spencer's We left here place? at 6.30. Was it 6.30? I think so. Oh, okay. I think I remember looking at so my time. So then it was time. probably like 6.40 when we got there. Yeah, so so we waited in line, again, because they didn't start letting people in until... 7 o'clock, seven. yeah. So there was, there was a lineup already, yeah. but not crazy. Like, we got there at a good time, Yeah, I we think. got there at a good time, yeah. yeah. So, it was just starting to get some length to it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I'm glad I got here when I did. <laughs> yeah, and while we were standing in line, someone was coming around selling CDs yeah. that Tech had signed, and someone else, I can't remember who. I totally would have bought one, but... Who the fuck still has a CD player? I know I don't. <laughs> I yeah. like, where would I play it? My truck doesn't have one. I have none in the house. I don't even have DVD players anymore. Yeah. So I was like, where would I play it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and, the thing with CDs now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what's sorry? And then we were going through security and got super cool. Everyone was just so chill. Oh, yeah. And they want to look in your bag. And I had a <laughs> tiny bag, right? <laughs> so Chantel goes through first and she had rolled a couple of joints. And the security guard, you know, patted her down, looked in her bag, saw them, and let her through. Then I go through next. With that said, they are legal. They are. Totally. Oh, no, but I know. still. But still. You're like, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, the shit I had was illegal. <laughs> it was contraband. <laughs> oh, sure. So I go through. She pats me down. And she wants to look in my bag. I'm like, great. I've got ID. I've got money. I've got my makeup. And I have a teeny weeny pack of granola balls. <laughs> Contraband. Uh-huh. And she looks at me all confused, pulls it out, and then looks at the other security guard like, can we allow this? And I'm like, they're granola balls, right? And then he's like, yeah, it's okay, we'll allow it. And I was just like, really? <laughs> I think the whole pack, because it's a puny little pack, has like four or five little granola balls in it. And I was just like, they stopped me for that. And I turned around and looked at the look on Diana's face. Because I was perplexed. Like, I was yeah, like... the look on her face was like, are you fucking kidding me? The way she was looking at me. And I see the security girl holding yeah. her bag of like granola balls. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, because again, the look on her face too, poor thing. She was just like, oh. Uh. <laughs> looks at the other, the guy and goes, can we allow this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll allow it. So... When they were shutting down and told us we had to leave, I was a fucking rebel and I opened up that bag of granola balls <laughs> and ate all of them. And enjoyed them. I enjoyed them fully. <laughs> you and your contraband. Yep. I wasn't even really thinking about it. I remember putting it in my bag because I thought, well, just in case my stomach's not feeling well. They were serving pizza, or I think, I didn't really look at the menu, but I think most of the shit that Big Bird, Red Bird Brewing has there is pizza. <laughs> 
not vegan stuff. <sighs> so it's not like we could have gone there and ordered food. I mean, you could, I couldn't. So yeah, I just thought, well, in case my stomach starts feeling a little weird at some point, I'll have that, right? Mm-mm. It almost got confiscated. <laughs> my granola balls. <laughs> yep. Oh well. <laughs> the cab company was great. They were fucking busy. Mm-hmm. And we were told that the wait would be 20 to 30 minutes. But they were there in less than five minutes. Yeah, he was our fast. I was quite surprised. Mm-hmm. Was, and he was really nice. He was so nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's current taxi. Mm-hmm. And they have Teslas. They drive Teslas. So it's uh, it's a nice, comfortable ride. It is nice. Mm-hmm. When I was a screening officer, I seen them a lot outside the airport. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Josh uses them, like, if he needs to cab to work or from. He, he prefers current taxi. Yeah. I mean, why not? You're paying the same price, but you get to ride in a nice ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How often do you get to ride in a Tesla? Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was a comfortable ride home. Yeah, it was nice. Came home, had pizza. I ordered pizza while we were there, so it got here like minutes before we got home. Yeah. Ordered some pizza, went to bed, and then woke up and talked about the concert more. Yeah, and then began our uh, cycle of mourning. Yep. Until the next time, tech. Yeah. Until the next time. Incredible. <laughs> So yeah, do you have anything else you want to say or just get to our stories? Oh, you did want to bring up Masa. Oh yes. I just wanted to shed some light briefly on something tragic that happened to a young 22-year-old girl in Iran named Masa Amini. And she was murdered for showing her hair underneath her hijab. Yeah. And it is absolutely gut-wrenching. And I would just like to remind everyone that especially the people who buck feminism for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. that shit like this is why feminism exists. Yeah. And that no matter how much some people don't want to admit how women are marginalized, it is fucking real until the day that women stop getting murdered for showing our goddamn hair is a day that feminism stops. It's just so so get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. It was days before her 23rd birthday. I think she passed or was murdered on the 16th and her birthday was the 21st. So, so sad. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's so awful. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say something about that. Rest in peace, Masa. There's a lot of injustice in this world. Okay, so I'm going to go first this week. My story is, is not very long and it worked out because Chantal's story is, is long. My sources are... Portuguese wiki, article from vaju.com, an article from inesl.medium.com. My triggers are murder. My story is about Vitor George, aka Mataset, which translates to kill seven. Hmm. Vitor was born in 1949 and was responsible for one of the most shocking mass murders in Portugal. He worked for a bank called Banco Espírito Santo worked for an agency called Marinha Grande, and was a photographer in his spare time. The massacre took place on March 1st of 1987. He was about 38 at the time. He left home for a birthday party that started off at someone's home and then moved to Praia do Osu da Baleia, which translates to Whalebone Beach in Pombal, Portugal. And he was there because he was hired as a photographer. And Pumbal is, because uh, it sounded so familiar, and I couldn't remember if I visited it when I was on the mainland. It's basically on the coast, smack dab, kind of in the middle of, of the country, if anyone is interested. While the party goers, they were between, like they were teenagers to early 20s. While they were hanging out, Vitor pulled out a pistol and shotgun and killed four of them. One of the teenagers tried to escape but he chased her and beat her to death with a stick. He first killed Leonor de Santos, who was celebrating her 24th birthday that night. Vitor knew her and said that he had a relationship with her and said, quote, she was the only woman I truly loved, end quote. But some sources say that this was proven to be false, like a false confession, while others say it's true. So I don't know if he actually had a relationship with her or not. The police found a note next to her body that read, quote, it was because you wanted to. The others were in need, end quote. I have no idea what that fucking means. 
And it is translated from Portuguese, but even in Portuguese, it made no sense. He obviously wasn't in his right mind. No. His other victims were 17-year-old Luis Teixeira, 20-year-old Maria Dussel, 21-year-old Isabel Morea, and 22-year-old José Pacheco. When he was done with these murders, he went back home. His wife was home with his kids, and she asked him about all the blood on his clothes, and he told her that he ran over a guy while he was driving. He then asked his wife and his 16-year-old daughter to follow him to a pine forest to help him with the dead body. Once they got to the forest, he stabbed them both to death. He returned home where his 14-year-old daughter managed to escape him and went to the police and reported what was going on. Vitor decided to spare his 10-year-old son. Apparently, he's not okay with women. The police found his son sleeping peacefully in bed with a buttload of money beside him. The police discovered Vitor's wife and daughter's bodies shortly after the 14-year-old had reported him. So, I mean, the guy clearly had a hate on for women. Yeah. And I just realized we were talking about women's rights and with everything that just happened. Yeah. Wow. The police assumed that Vitor had committed suicide after murdering his wife and daughter and were looking for his dead body. This went on for a few days and they couldn't find him, so they decided to expand their search. On March 5th, they found him passed out, injured in an abandoned home. He confessed to murdering his wife and daughter, and the police were able to connect the family murders to the three bodies they found murdered on Whalebone Beach. A few days later, two more bodies washed up on shore, and he confessed to all seven murders. This is why the media called him or nicknamed him Matasat, so kill seven. Yeah. How original. Right. Like the dumbest thing, but anyway. No one knows what happened to Victor that day and why he decided to kill all seven people. Everyone viewed his family as happy, normal, middle-class family with no issues. He loved spending time with his wife and kids. At least that's what everyone saw. And he loved his job, like loved what he did. So he just snapped. No one saw it coming. This was a complete shock to everyone that knew the family. They learned that the crimes were premeditated as they found Vitor's diary where he talked about wanting to commit these murders and said he wanted to commit the murders because it's all women, all of them. It's all their fault. He wrote in his diary, quote, I must say that three women helped dig my grave, my mother, my wife, and my daughter. When a mother wants her son dead and to see him married, I guess uh, he views marriage as a his mother wanting him dead must be <laughs> i was like wow so apparently it's a death sentence to him so his mother wanted him dead and when a wife tells her husband to kill her and then a daughter cries out quote at last dad thinks of divorce what else is left anyway end quote that's strange right he also wrote that he wanted to murder his wife because she wasn't a virgin when they got married wow i wonder if he was a virgin when they got married then he said he decided that he would kill his daughter so that she he could spare her from succumbing to the pleasures of the world. He also said that he would spare his son so that he could spread the evil seed. So I guess it's okay for him to leave, you know, someone that's going to spread his evil seed, but all the women needed to die. His daughter needed to die because he didn't want her to get seduced by the pleasures of the world. What a fucking psycho. What a total narcissistic psycho. Yeah. What a sack of shit. What a totally. porta potty. Complete porta potty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fuck. We gotta get t-shirts made that just say dude's a complete porta potty. I know. We will. <laughs> His trial began on December 15th of 1987. Some doctors say that he was mentally unstable, while others say he was sound of mind and could stand trial. Vitor was sentenced to maximum, um, the maximum sentence in Portugal at that time, which was only 20 years, but was released in 2005, 14 years later, for good behavior. The Portuguese people were not happy about this. No kidding. It was th it, not typical there for this kind of shit to happen, and they were, they were not happy. There was a crowd waiting outside of the prison the date of his release, basically protesting. Yeah. At the end of all that, he really only spent two years in prison per person he murdered. Wow. Seems like a fucking fair trade, eh? Totally. A life for, you know, two years. Vitor didn't feel safe. 
and oh. continuing to live in Portugal. Boo! <laughs> fucking who? Yep, didn't feel safe. So he decided to move to the UK and then moved to France, where he died in 2018. The reasons for his death were never disclosed. That's it. Hopefully very, it was very so short. Painful. Yeah, like I said, it's a very, very short story. I couldn't really find anything on him from his early life. Yeah. You know, family trauma, stuff like that. I couldn't find anything on it. I just, I was just like, whoa, this guy is nuts. He just snapped one day and decided to fucking kill seven people. Unbelievable. The, f- the fact that he didn't feel safe living in Portugal and had to move, it just makes me laugh. I know, right? It's like, oh, how ironic. <laughs> you, you poor thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So like I said, it's a short story, but I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was great. Yeah. But again, it works out because your story is long, so. Yeah. Longer. Yeah, it's a little bit longer. <laughs> this one's interesting. Yep. Okay, so can, do you mind if I dive in? Uh, no. You're all right, not so. not to dive in at all. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now you can. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> it took me flipping Diana off. It's okay. Flipping her... Okay. Double her beautiful nails, bird. her yeah, her big bird. Oh, you gotta do it with the red ones because you know red, red bird. You gotta do it with the red nails. Yep. Yes, my beautiful nails. I have fake nails for the first time since 2020. Mm-hmm. Diana does her own nails and she does an amazing job. And so she did my nails Friday night, and they're coffin shape and they're all black except for my ring fingers. Those ones are. Like crimson red. Hot red. Hot red, like mm-hmm. blood red. That's my favorite color. Yep. They are so nice and I am obsessed with them. They're very pretty. I love them. So it's okay that you flip me off. It just gets me to see my work. Right? See? Look There's at that. Your work. Look at those beautiful nails. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay, so the sources for my story are Dr. Todd Grande. He runs a YouTube channel. He has really great content. I've watched some of his other videos and he's great. And then this man who runs a YouTube channel and it's called Reporting Live from My Sofa. Oh, cool. And it's awesome. (laughs) Okay. It's so great. Yeah, his videos are wonderful. And so he does true crime and stuff like that too. Mm. Yeah. And then also Wikipedia. Cool. So my story is split between two different men who ended up collaborating in their crimes. Trigger warnings for rape, sexual abuse, incest, child abuse... Human trafficking and substance abuse. Listener's discretion is strongly advised. So I'm going to start out with Henry Lee Lucas, simply because he's the oldest. Henry was born on August 23rd of 1936 in a very small cabin in Blacksburg, Virginia. Henry was the youngest of seven children and was described as strange. And as a child, he displayed concerning, even frightening behavior in order to gain attention. Henry would end up losing one of his eyes when he was 10 due to a fight with his brother and from subsequent infection. His father, Anderson, was an alcoholic and died in December of 1949 due to hypothermia from a drunken stupor that caused him to pass out in freezing temperatures. His mother, Viola, was a prostitute and would force Henry to watch her engage in sexual intercourse with clients while he was a child. She was also very abusive with Henry, and at one point, she beat him with a wooden plank, and he ended up in a coma for three days because of it. His mother would later pimp him out to both men and women, and she also forced him to cross-dress and would parade him around town, humiliating him. His teacher ended up complaining about the cross-dressing, which triggered a court order to put a stop to it. In sixth grade, Henry ran away from home, and it's possible that this is when he committed his first murder. At this time, he would have been approximately 15. The suspected first victim was a 17-year-old woman who disappeared in March of 1951. Henry would later confess to this murder, along with a lot more, and then recanted his confessions. June 10th of 1954 was the day that Henry was convicted on over 12 counts of burglary in and on the outskirts of Richmond, Virginia. Henry was sentenced to four years in prison. He escaped in 1957, but was found three days later and brought back, then was re-released on September 2nd of 1959. Henry later traveled to Tecumseh, Michigan, okay, in late 1959 to live with his half-sister, Opal. Henry's awful mother, Viola, came to visit him in January of 1960. I always found it surprising that she came to visit him, but I think it was just, that was just an excuse. And you'll, know, you'll see why. 
the two of them ended up in a fight when he told her he was getting married and his mother didn't approve of his bride and she insisted that he come home to take care of her instead. Huh. So I think that's why ultimately she went to go see him. Okay. Because what kind of mother is like, I'll go visit my son, the same mother who prostituted her son. Yeah. And would force him to watch her have sex with, sex with clients. Like. What a fucking psycho bitch. I know. Ugh. And you got to just think too, like what happened to her? Yeah. her life. Holy fuck. Yep. It's crazy. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she tried to convince him to come home to take care of her instead. During this argument, Henry murdered his mother by stabbing her to death. Well, stabbing her to death, but it was discovered that his mother died of a heart attack due to the stabbings. And he was sentenced to 40 years in prison, but was released in June of 1970 due to prison overcrowding. (laughs) So why he wasn't just transferred is beyond me. Huh. Paperwork. Idiots. It's paperwork. It was 1970. Anything went. After this, Henry was sentenced to three and a half years in prison for the attempted kidnapping of three girls. Once he was released from prison, he moved to Pennsylvania and married a woman named Betty. Their marriage only lasted two years as he was accused of assaulting her two daughters. Because Henry was a vagabond, he moved between between southern states until he ran into Otis Toole in Florida. Now I'm going to talk about Otis Toole for a bit. Otis's childhood is described as a childhood that came from nightmares. He was born on September 5th of 1947 in Jacksonville, Florida, and was also raised there. His father was an alcoholic who abandoned him, and his mother wasn't much better. She would dress him in girls' clothing and call him Susan. Otis was a victim of incestual rape and a lot of sexual abuse by his mother's friends, their family members, some acquaintances, including his sister and even their neighbor. His grandmother was also a criminal who taught Otis how to grave rob when he was very young. According to Otis, all of this abuse began within his family when he made it known that he is queer. Otis was not a bright child. In fact, he was classified as having an intellectual disability and had an IQ of 75. Otis also experienced many grand mal seizures as he he had epilepsy. He was also an arsonist by the time he was a young boy and would gain sexual arousal by fire. Hmm. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Neither did I, but our brain is a fucking funny thing. Right? And I suppose anything goes with crazy people, am I right? Yeah. Right? Hey, there might be someone out there that gets turned on by broccoli. (laughs) Can you imagine inviting them to the broccoli birthday party? (laughs) Just saying. So we have someone that gets sexually aroused with broccoli and then this guy that gets sexually aroused with fire. So while the candles are being blown out. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> and that's also simultaneously such a gross mental image. It is. <laughs> I've decided to share. <laughs> If you had to think about it, we had, like, if you had to see it, we had to all see it too, right? Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you too. (laughs) Fuck you, brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. As I had said before that Otis was exposed to a lot of sexual abuse in his life, he stated that he was forced to have sex with his father's friend when he was five years old. They didn't specify if it was a man or a woman, but either way, I just, they didn't specify. Bad. Uh, Either way, it's horrible. Yeah, either way, it's disgusting. Yeah. And he dropped out of school by ninth grade. He became a prostitute and a frequent attendee at gay bars and became obsessed with gay porn. Otis also had a sexual relationship with a neighborhood boy when he was 12. Otis claims to have known he was gay by the time he was 10. He was first arrested at age 17 in 1965 for loitering, but he states that he committed his first crime at age 14 for murdering a salesman who wanted to have sex with him. Otis ran him over with his own car. Maybe the salesman didn't give him the deal he asked for. Just fucking run him over. I don't know. That apparently was not the deal he was looking for. No, apparently not. I wonder what, yeah, like how that all went down. (laughs) I'm curious. I have questions. He went down. He died. He did. Yeah. Big time. There you go. That's an even better sounding sound effect. That's a squish sound effect. I like that better. So funny, right? (laughs) 
And if you do it enough, you get good at it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Ah, knowledge of Otis's life is mostly unknown between 1966 to 1973, other than drifting around southern states, panhandling, and prostituting himself. Not long after arriving in Boulder, Colorado, he became the prime suspect in the homicide of 31-year-old Helen Holman. Ellen Holman. Say it again without being annoyed. So we can cut it out. <laughs> Ellen Holman. <laughs> People are going to think you're like mad at her. <laughs> We've done that before when we fuck up and we say it laughing or annoyed and it's like, (laughs) what did that person do to you? (laughs) Oh, fuck. A homicide of 31-year-old Ellen Holman. Right? (laughs) Can you please say this and put it in a different... Um, audacity file. Sure. Oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Alan Holman. <laughs> oh god. Yep. Okay, anyways, holy shit. <sighs> Not long after arriving in Boulder, Colorado, he became the prime sus... The prime... He became the prime suspect in the homicide of 31-year-old Alan... <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor her. Poor her. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I see your name now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're going to be laughing and everyone's going to be like, why is her name so funny? Alan Holman. It's not that funny. Oh my God. It's not very No, I just mean her name. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. It's okay. But I just thought I would bring it up because I've meant to before. Because there's a few times where both of us do it. Either start laughing (laughs) or do what you just did. And then when you edit it, it's like... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, when you string those two different emotions yeah. together. Just saying. So that was rather aggressive. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> How dare you get murdered? Right? <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> you probably left your windows unlocked. Right? Anyways, I got to get through this bitch's name. Okay. Oh, I can do this. Yes, you can. Not long after arriving in Boulder, Colorado, he became the prime suspect in the homicide of 31-year-old Ellen Holman. She was murdered on October 14, 1974. Even though he was the prime suspect, he somehow managed to leave Colorado and move back to Jacksonville, Florida. Good job. I got through it. You got through it without laughing. I almost did. I saw. Yeah. I was looking at your face going, oh, fuck, she's going to crack again. I almost did. Yeah. Otis ended up marrying a woman who was 25 years older than him, and then she left him three days later upon finding out about his homosexuality. Surprise. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, because this is the late 70s, this is the 70s we're talking about, where being queer had no place in society otis said that he married her to hide his sexuality which is actually really fucking sad it is and a lot of people did it unfortunately oh totally i bet you they still do it today for sure especially especially i know i pick on evangelical christians a lot but it's because they're such an easy fucking target they do it to themselves but especially people like that yeah oh my god do they hide behind like you know the bible and marriage and everything like that to try to hide their true identity. Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. Yeah. If you want to suck a dick, go suck a dick. Exactly. You know? I don't care. Go suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your thing, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I love you. I love you more. No. Yep. No. Yep. This is now entering the collaboration of Otis and Henry mm-hmm. joining horrible evil forces. 
1976, they met up in a soup kitchen, and it's suspected that the two developed a sexual relationship. Henry ended up moving in with Otis's parents, which is strange, and became too close with his adolescent niece, Becky, who also had an intellectual disability. In 1982, on January 4th, Otis barricaded a 65-year-old man named George Sonnenberg, who was living in a boarding house and in true arsonist fashion, Otis lit the house on fire. George ended up dying a week later due to his injuries sustained by the fire. Otis signed a confession stating that he and George had engaged in a sexual relationship and he barricaded him in his home and set it on fire after they'd had an argument. Otis was also arrested in 1983 for a different case of arson in Jacksonville. After he confessed, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. In June, two months after the arsons, his accomplice Henry was arrested for unlawful possession of a firearm. It was at that time that Henry began bragging about the murderous rampage orchestrated by the two of them. In the beginning, Otis had denied involvement, but later began giving validation to Henry's confessions. Henry also validated Otis's confession to the murder of Adam Walsh. Journalist Hugh Ainsworth and others investigated for articles that appeared in the Dallas Times-Herald. It was calculated that Henry would have had to use his 13-year-old Ford station wagon to cover 11,000 miles, or for us normal people, 18,000 kilometers, mm -hmm. in one month, which when broken down is around 370 miles, or 600 kilometers, per day to have committed the crimes police tied to him. Henry became known as a compliant interviewee who was used and exploited by police to clear up unsolved murders that he had not been involved in, and conveniently they had Otis giving false statements in collaboration. They exploited the fact that both of these men were mentally disabled, had extremely traumatic lives, and they both had very low IQs. I mentioned that Otis had an IQ of 75, and it was discovered that Henry had an IQ of 80. In 1983, Henry confessed to the murder of Becky Powell and Kate Rich, who he and Becky had scammed together after having a fairly long relationship, and he was 32 years older than her. Henry later recanted his confession, and he was a compulsive liar, mm -hmm. but the consensus was, consensus was that he did murder them. So again, he went back and forth all the time with confessing to murders and stuff and then would recant his confession mm -hmm. and then sometimes would confess to it again and stuff. He was, he was whack. Henry was transferred to a jail in Williams County, Texas in November of 1983. He claims to have attempted suicide after stating that inmates were violent with him. Boo fucking him. Oh. So sad. So sad. So sad. And he claimed that police stripped him naked, denied him cigarettes, <laughs> oh, wow. and bedding, I know, held him in a cold cell, tortured his genitals, and refused his access to an attorney. Henry <laughs> confessed to numerous additional unsolved murders, and it was thought that, that there was positive corroboration with Henry's confessions in 28 unsolved murders, so the... Lucas Task Force was established by James B. Adams, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. The Lucas Task Force officially cleared 213 previous unsolved murders as a result of Henry's confessions, in which he received special treatment that was extremely lax for someone supposedly thought to be a cunning mass murderer. He was frequently taken to restaurants and cafes, rarely handcuffed, allowed to wander police stations what? and jails, and he even knew codes for security doors. Well, what in fresh hell was actually going on? The cops probably had the same IQ. It must have been that. Like, what the fuck? I know. What the actual fuck? <laughs> it was complicated determining Henry's involvement in the other murders when it was discovered he had been giving access to information in the files of cases he was confessing to. There was reason to believe that the interview tapes showed that Henry would read the reactions of those interviewing him and alter what he was saying, thereby making his confessions more consistent with facts known to law enforcement. The most serious allegation against the Lucas Task Force is that they had let Henry read case files on unsolved crimes, enabling him to come up with convincingly detailed confessions 
and making it virtually impossible to determine if he had been telling the truth about a relatively large number of the murders. In 1983, Henry claimed to have killed an unidentified young woman, later identified as Michelle Boucher, along Interstate 90 in Minnesota. When police questioned him, he gave inconsistent details on the way he murdered the victim and was no longer a suspect. In 1984, he confessed to the murder of an unidentified girl referred to it at the time as Caledonia Jane Doe, who was discovered shot to death in a field at Caledonia, New York, on November 10th of 1979. However, there was insufficient evidence to Henry's confession. In early 2015, over 35 years later, Caledonia Jane Doe was identified through a DNA match as Tammy Alexander. Henry is also believed to have falsely confessed to the 1980 slaying of Carol Cole in Louisiana. Carol also remained unidentified until 2015. Both these men lied a lot and Henry was a compulsive liar. Otis claimed during George's trial, so that man that he barricaded and set his house on fire. Mm-hmm. So he claimed at George's trial that he didn't actually set his house on fire and only signed the confession so that he could be extradited back to Jacksonville. On April 24th, 1983, the jury found Otis guilty of first degree murder, sentenced him to death, and later that year, he was also found guilty of the strangulation of a 19-year-old woman from February of 1983 and received a second death sentence. But for some stupid reason, they were both appealed and he was later given a life imprisonment sentence. On October 21st, 1983, while Otis was in jail for those other previous murders, he confessed to the 1981 murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. However, after two weeks' confession, police officers who were investigating the case announced that they had lost Otis's impounded car and his machete. On December 16, 2008, 27 years after the 1981 murder, Hollywood, Florida, it, there was like a, a murder in Hollywood, Florida, mm-hmm. it was announced by police that Otis was the murderer and the Adam Walsh case was closed. The police did not reveal any new physical evidence and pointed out that they still lacked DNA evidence. Otis claimed that he lured Adam into his vehicle with toys and candy. And soon after driving with him, Adam began to cry and wanted to go home. This is so fucking heartbreaking. Oh, this is why people have to talk to their kids about not talking to strangers and letting strangers lure them with stuff. It is so important. Yeah. To have that conversation with your kids. And, I mean, we've talked about this in another episode. Like, you have to continue. It's not like a one-time conversation. No, no. Like, you have to almost not drill it, but drill it into their head. Totally. Especially as they get older, too, right? Yeah. You have to keep telling them and keep telling them and stuff. Yeah. That they, they can never be lured by and fooled by something like that. Yeah. Oh, the thought of this little boy just starting to cry and wanting to go home is just, it's too fucking much. It's horrible. It's, it's, oh, it's too much to bear. Yeah. Otis said that after Adam began crying, he punched him in the face, making him cry even harder, and then started wailing on him. He then cut his head off with a machete and drove around with his head for a few days. After casually forgetting about Adam's head in his vehicle... Oh, just just, casually. how, How do you forget about a severed head in your vehicle? Anyways, after he found Adam's head, he threw it into a nearby canal. How the police inexplicably lost the blood-stained vehicle and machete is beyond me and, quite frankly, unacceptable and suspicious fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1984, Otis confessed to two unsolved Northwest Florida murders, including one of the I-10 murders. During an interview, he admitted to killing 18-year-old David... I don't know if I'm saying this right. Shalart? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) grow up i can't (laughs) i can't (laughs) a hitchhiker who he picked up east of pensacola shallard's body david's body yes was found february 6 1980 with five gunshot wounds in the left side of his head approximately 125 feet off i-10's eastbound lane five miles or eight kilometers east of chipley Confession number two involved the death of 20-year-old Ada Johnson, to which Otis confessed to shooting her in the head on a road outside of Fort Walton Beach after kidnapping her at gunpoint at a Tallahassee nightclub. 
Psychiatrists Dr. Urbina and Dr. Sanchez testified at Otis's 1984 Florida Supreme Court appeal that he was extremely impulsive and exhibited antisocial behavior as a result of a personality disorder and that he was a pyromaniac. No shit. The court found sufficient evidence that Otis could be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. Henry remained convicted of 11 homicides. He had been sentenced to death for one, a then-identified woman known as Orange Socks, <laughs> whose body... Okay. The, the names in this story? Yeah. Whose body was found in Williamson County on Halloween in 1979, despite a timesheet recording his presence at work in Jacksonville, Florida, on that day. Henry was granted a stay on his death sentence after it was discovered that details in his confession came from the case file which he had been given to read. The sentence was commuted to life imprisonment in 1998. In 2019, Orange Sox was officially identified as Deborah Jackson, who was aged 23 at the time of her death. Why she was referred to as orange socks is fucking beyond me. I was going to say, was she wearing orange socks? Probably. And that was just, you know. Probably. Yep. Orange sock chain dough. Sure. Yep. On March 12th, 2001, Henry was found dead in prison at 11 p.m. from congenital heart failure at 64 years old. Otis died at the age of 49 from cirrhosis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Hmm. Cirrhosis, which is the end of liver failure. This is just really fucked up and awful from context to tone. And I have to say that I'm very grateful for how much advocacy mental health awareness is receiving because that is the root of all problems with serial killers as humans. Their mental health is in the gutter and they've lived a terribly traumatic and hellish life. I'm obviously not excusing their actions, nor do I sympathize with serial killers, but I can sympathize with their early years being forced into an abusive life as children where they had no say in the matter and absorbed all of these evil monstrosities that were unfolding around them. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that some people are disadvantaged from conception is just objective and at best it doesn't even require remorse, merely understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of Otis Tool and Henry Lee Lucas. There you have it. So yeah, that's a pretty messed up story. Yeah, it's nuts. Messed and up stories. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's it. I'm yeah, fucking tired. We're just, yeah, we're, that's it, done. So done. Okay, yeah. find us on social media. Our Instagram is My Ride or Die Podcast. Twitter, even though we never use it, My Ride or Die Pod. Our email, My Ride or Die Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have any special complaints, fuck you! <laughs> I was not expecting no. to say that. <laughs> no. I was going to say, but that came out. It was just a reaction. We have a special folder. Yes, that's for what those complaints. That's what I, I know, thought she was going to say. I know that's what you were expecting. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. So, but knowing we, you, I should have known better. Totally. But yes, we have a special folder. It is a, a graveyard for complaints. Yep. They will die there. That's right. And then maybe one day, you know, 300 episodes later, we'll just open them up and have some fun. Oh, yeah laugh about them totally mm-hmm. anyway all right guys that wraps up episode 17 yeah thank you for following along love you guys love you bye bye